All right, so, uh, so Parshas Vieira, Parshas Vieira opens up, as we know, that Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu, um, the end of Lessig's Parsha got a bris mila, right? He performs a bris on himself, him, every, all the males in his, uh, in his malchus. So, as we know that, uh, after that, so Avram Avinu is a chayla, he's sick. And so it says in Pasuk, Vieira, L'Hashem, B'lani, Mamre, the Rabbana Shem, appears to Avram Avinu in the plains of Mamre, and Avramavinu uh, is sitting by the opening of his tent. And so that's how the Pasuk begins. <coughs> so Hashem appears to Avram. doesn't say what the Rabbana Shalom said. Avramavinu opens, lifts up his eyes, and he sees, he sees already three people, three Arabs. As we know, the famous Maisa, these are not Arabs, they're in fact Malachim. And uh, the, rest, uh, the rest of the story we know from the time that we're little kids. Okay, so it's well known that Chazal already commented on the fact that it says in Pasuk, Ve'el Vashem, that Hashem appears to Avram, and usually when there's a nevuah, there's some instruction, some mitzvah, some tzivah, something, and there's no, uh, there's no commands, just Ve'el Vashem. <clears throat> so Rashi already brings down Levakar Sechayla, that the Rabbani Shalom came to Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu was sick, so the Shechin HaKtoisha comes to, uh, to Avram Avinu, just to be with the sick person. And we know that according to Chazal, Ma'isav is similar banim. Everything that happened to our ancestors are not just things that happened to them, especially things that are recorded in Chumash. There's definitely more events in Avram Avinu's life than what's recorded in Chumash. So if the Rabbani Shalom chose these specific events to be recorded in Chumash, so it means that these are inyanim, that are myself as similar banim. These are things that are true for all time. So this idea of a yera il of Hashem ba'loni mamre, that the Rabbani Shalom comes to visit Avram Avinu when he's, when he's sick, when he's a chayla, so this is a Maisa Avas in Labanim. This is establishing a truth for all time that every person that has the status of a chayla, a person that's sick, bedridden, so the Shechina is with them. Hashem is with every person that's a chayla. It's a Gemara in Shabbos. The Gemara says in Shabbos, the Gemara says like this, Amr Rabbi Yechanan said, whenever a person is davening privately their own personal requests and needs, if the language that they're using is Aramaic, that was the spoken language of most people at the time, most Yidden, then you should know the Malachim are not going to help you out. They're not going to be able to help out your Tfilas. Malachim don't know Aramaic, so they're not going to be able to help your Tfilas. So the Gemara says, though, however, this is true when it comes to any normal situation. But if a person is davening in the presence of a chayla, presence of a person that's sick, shani chayla imay, then you can speak, you could daven in Aramaic because you don't need malachim. The rabbanish one's right there. The shchin is with the person. and this is backed up by the statement of Rav, Ravanan in the name of Rav. How do I know that the divine presence? Um, is, uh, supports the sick person, is found by the sick person. So, Shnemer, it's a pasach, Hashem Yisadenu, that Hashem supports me, Aleris Tavoy, when I'm, uh, when I'm lying sick in bed. Aleris Tavoy. So, this idea of a, of a chayla, whenever there's a chayla, there's always the Rabbanishal's presence. So, this is true, says the Gemara, for everyone. And, it's, and, and if it's true for all clients, so it has to be rooted in the Ovis actuation. Where is it rooted in the Ovis? That's Avram Avinu. By Avram Avinu, the Rabbanu appears to him as he's sick. So we have this idea that the Shechina is residing by the, by the sick person. And now, what's interesting is, is that it's in this context of the Shechina being by the Chayla, by Avram Avinu, it's in that ta- context that we have the three Malachim visiting Avram Avinu. 
Now we know that according to Chazal, these, these three malachim that uh, came to Avram Avinu performed three different tasks, right? Because we know that everyone knows that a malach can't do more than one thing. That's what, that's what defines it as a malach, whatever shlichus is. So there are three different things that these malachim had to do, right? So Rashi brings down that one malach came to be mevaser, besur taiva, to give him the good news that Yitzchak is going to be born. That's one, that's one malach. The other, another malach came to destroy Sadaim. And the third malach came to both heal Avram Avinu and to save light. And even though one malach can't do two, uh, two trips, can't do two, uh, two, two missions, healing Avram Avinu and saving light is a similar Indian. You're helping someone, you're saving someone. Similar Indian. So there's two R's. First of all, again, so the way the Torah puts it is that, and Chazal make a point of this in a few places in Shas also, is that these malachim were sent, came to Avram Avinu, in the context of the Shekhinah being with Avram Avinu as he's a sick person. So question number one, what exactly is the, the relationship over here? Again, in, in, in Pneumius, what is the hiskashras between what these three malachim are doing and the fact that it's within the backdrop of the Shekhinah being by a sick person? That's our number one. Har number two, again, it's not a kasha, but har number two is that, again, uh, I mentioned that, that uh, the same malach heals over Mavinu and saves light. Okay, I, a malach, can't do two things. Close enough. They're close enough. Healing over Mavinu, saving light, uh, close enough. Okay, close enough. Hashem has many malachim. He doesn't have to, it's not like he only has three. So, okay, I understand that it's not completely different. It's not, uh, they're all under the same concept of, of healing, of saving someone, of bringing someone out of their Eitzara. But, but again, why be so constrictive? Why taka can't or vanishman send for malachim? What's the big deal? Hashem has many malachim. So obviously, we have to look deeper into this and to realize that it's not just, the, yeah, there's a similarity between healing Avram and saving light. Bemis must be Mamish the same minion. So that's the, the second R. What exactly is the connection between healing Avram and saving light? Okay. So let me share with you uh, a Torah that we have from the Rizal. And uh, I'll share with you how he said it. And it's not going to be much, but, uh, but then we'll see uh, how, how in Sefer Chesidus, how we can understand it, and we'll see how relevant it is. So the Rizal talks about. And in, in there's a couple places in the history where he talks about the concept of Vikr Chayla, right? Of visiting the sick. Um, now, Chazal already say that, that the mitzvah of Vikr Chayla, besides being a mitzvah, Chazal already mentioned such a thing, that the very, the very act of the Mavakr Chayla, the very act of visiting a sick person, already brings some level of refuah. It already heals the sick person to whatever degree. Obviously, again, on a physical, you know, emotional level, the person feels that he's being taken care of, he has comfort, so it might help. But the Rizal says the following thing. Okay, so let me share with you, this is uh, <coughs> this is a Sefer from the Rizal, we have, it's called Shar Marmari Chazal. It's a collection of Torahs from the Rizal on Gemaras. So the, this is the first piece of that Sefer, Shar Marmari Chazal. I'll tell you the Gemara that it's going on, I'll have a better, better background for it. The Gemara says a mice, it's a Gemara Brachas Tafei. The Gemara says a mice that Rabbi Lezer was sick. One of the Marayim, Rabbi Lezer was sick. And Rabbi Yechanan, his Chavrusa, came to visit him. So Rabbi Yechanan comes to him, and Rabbi Yechanan asks him, after finding out how he's doing, Rabbi Yechanan says to him, do you, do, are you enjoying this? Uh, do you like being sick? So Rabbi Lezer, an interesting question. Rabbi Lezer says, I don't like being sick. I don't want the reward I get from it. I'm not interested in being sick anymore. So the Gemara says a fantastic thing. The Gemara says, Rabbi Yechanan, he put out his arm, like to, to grab Rabbi Lezer's arm, 
and he pulled him up, and miraculously Rabbi Lezer was healed. So the Rizal says like this. Now that's the backdrop of this Torah from the Rizal. We know that the parashas from now, Yosef Tzadik we know is buried in Mitzrayim, right? And we know that according to Chazal, Parai, for the Yonah that he had, he put the Aaron of Yosef in the Nile, right? And he just, it was lost in the Nile. So Klai Yisrael leaving Mitzrayim. We have to take out Yosef's... Yosef's Aaron with us. How do you find Yosef's Aaron? So Chazal say that Moshe Rabbeinu miraculously raised Yosef's Aaron out of the river. He took, the Chazal say that he took a parchment, wrote something on the parchment, threw it in the Nile, and the Aaron of Yosef emerges. What did he write in the parchment? So there is, a, there is an opinion in Chazal that he wrote in the parchment, Alei Shar, that the ox should rise up. The Rizal says the following thing. Maybe he, he wrote that also, but the Rizal says like this. Ki yud lamid yud. One of the shame sectation, we, we are familiar with uh, the famous ones, but one of the not-so-famous ones, there's a, there's a long name of Hashem made of 72 letters. 72 letters, and it's, it's really it's 24 small words, each, one, each word made of three letters. So it's 24 words of three letters. Altogether, that's one divine name. Shame ayin beis. So within the Shem Ayin Beis, the second one of the 24 words is a name, is a name of Hashem, which has three letters in it. They all have three letters. Yud, Lamed, Yud. Yud, Lamed, Yud. Okay. Said the Rizal, Ki v'shem Yud, Lamed, Yud. This shame with those three letters. Ba'i hella Moshe Rabbeinu Arunah Shal Yosef. wrote that name on the parchment, threw it in the Nile, and that's how Yosef's Aaron emerged. So that's one skula, one kayach that we find in this divine name of Yud Lamid Yud to raise up the Arn of Yosef. The Gam skula Zashem, and said the Rizal, there's another skula that this name has, to raise the sick person out of his sickness. The Rizal says amazing thing. This is hinted in the Gemara that I mentioned with Rabbi Yechanan and Rabbi Lazar. The Gemara says, that Rabbi Yechanan put out his arm to pull up Rabbi Yezer. Says the Rizal, Nirmas Brashatevis, Yohiv Le Yode. Those three words, Yohiv, Brashatevis, with the first letter is Yod, Yohiv Le Lamid, Yode is Yod, Yod Lamid Yod. Yohiv Le Yode, Shi Brashatevis, Yod Lamid Yod, Ubechain Ukme. And that's how he raised them up. So this is a skula that, that with this divine name, a person is able to heal the sick. V'lochein tzarech, and therefore the Rizal says this is the kavana when you're mevaker chayla sheyar melachayla that you say you have to you, you say to the sick person havli yadech give me your arm vaz yitin lo yadech chayla the chayla then puts out his arm vaz yomer le hamamin then the person that you're trying to heal him then you say yohev le yadevokme you quote this gemara v'yichavin barashatevis shalshem inisker you have kavana of this barashatevis yud lamid yud and you can take the person out of his sickness it's like it's very okay. Now, let's understand, this is true, this is a skula that the Rizal was Megala, but the, that uh, by using this divine name, you can get a person out of their sickness. The truth is that even, again, I'm not recommending that we actually do this, but even if a person doesn't do this, any time a person is healed, any time a person becomes better out of his sickness, it's because of the kayach of this shame. So again, even if, even if there's no one visiting you like Rabbi Yechelen and literally using it in an open way, but this is in, in the divine mechanism through which a person becomes healed is through this, this Shem Kaddish. There's another place in the Kisveri where he talks about the Indian of a sick person becoming healed, and it'll shed some light on this Indian of Yud Lamid Yud. 
So that's in Sefer Tamiya Mitzvahs. It's another Sefer from Arizal talking about the mitzvahs and different reasons of Kabbalah. So it's in Parshas Vieira. The Rizal says the following thing. Hachayla, and now again, this is, so, so far what we know about the name Yud Lamid Yud is two things. That it, it's, it raised Yosef out of the Nile, it raises Yosef Tzadik up, and it can raise a person out of sickness. Again, whether, whether a Makubal is using it actively or that's what's happening anytime a person is healed. Now the result sheds more light on the ending of sickness, Bechlal, and we'll see how they relate to each other. Ha-chayla nimshach mishem memtes. So the result, the word chayla, ches, vav, lamed, hey, equals begematria 49. 49. So said there is like this. The, 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 the definition in the world of, of the nesham, in the world of Pneumius, the definition of a sickness, the, the reason why a person is sick, we know that there's such a thing called the nun shari bina. The Rabbanishim created the world, that there's 50 gates of understanding, 50 madregas of bina, whatever this means, we'll see soon. The problem with a sick person is that he's begematria 49. He's missing the shari nun. He's missing the 50th gate. That's why he's sick. That's why he's sick, because there's some chesarin in whatever this means, the shaharnun of this person's life. So whenever you're trying to heal the person, which again we saw in the first piece of the Kisari, is with the name Yud Lamid Yud. So whenever you're healing a person, really what you're trying to do with that divine name also is to inject within that person's life the shaharnun that he's missing. By days that's how he's going to get, become healed. Now, that's why it's interesting. The gematria of Yud, Lamid, Yud is what? It's 50. It's 50. It's gematria 50. Now, the Rizal goes on further. Now, he says like this. There, the, this Indian of the Shar Hanun, of that 50 of the gate missing in this sick person's life, which you're trying to inject with the name Yud, Lamid, Yud, which is gematria 50, the Rizal says this is also related to a particular letter of the Aleph base. Again, like I said from the beginning, there's not going to be much until we explain. But there's a particular letter of the Aleph base that the Sharanun is related to, and this divine name of Yud Lama Yud is related to, unless the letter Yud. The letter Yud. And he connects it to the Pasuk that the Gemara recorded in the beginning that I mentioned, the Gemara and Shabbos, that the Shechin is by a, by a sick person. The Pasuk the Gemara used was. Hashem Yisadenu, that Hashem supports, al eres davoi, when a person is, is in misery in his sickbed, al eres davoi. The word davoi, again, you don't have this in front of you, but the word davoi is dalid vav yud, which is also the same letters as yud, yud vav dalid. And the word eres, which means the sickbed, is the same letters as eser, which is the gematria of the letter yud. So the problem with the sick person is, instead of the Yud, which is related to the Shar Hanun, which, you're trying, which the person is missing, so in his life, instead of it being a healthy Yud, and healthy Eser, it's now become Eres Tavoy. The, the healing of the sick person is by injecting him with the Shar Hanun, which is somehow, again, we have to explain, is somehow related to the letter Yud, and then correcting Eres Tavoy to be Eser Yud. This is all connected to that Gemara of Yohiv Le The word Yad is related to the letter Yud, to the word Yud. Pesech es Yodecha, umaspiel l'chol chayrotzen, is brought down on this farm. Pesech es Yodecha doesn't only mean open up your hand. Hand, it also means Pesech es Yudecha, the letter Yud. So these are the pieces of the puzzle here. Again, said the Rizal, putting all the Rizals together. A person that's sick is deficient. There's something... 
the, what, what's, what's wrong that's bringing this person to sickness is that what's missing in his life is, is, is the Shara Nun. And this Shara Nun, whatever this means, is somehow related to the letter Yud. So what's, what's off in his life is that he's missing the Shara Nun. That's why the word Chayla is of Gnashu 49. And he's now in his sickbed, Eres Davoi, which is a corruptish, corrupted, uh, a, a, a corruption of Yud Eser. Right, Yud being the letter Yud and Eser being the gematria of Yud, so that's being corrupted again because he's missing the Sharanun, which is somehow related to the letter Yud. The Tikkun is Yahiv Yade to give him the letter Yud to correct Aristavoy and to inject him with the Sharanun, which is also the Rosh Tevis of Yud Lamid Yud, which is the gematria of fifty. Okay, fine. By the way, there's one other place, not not, not the only place, but there's. Uh, one other main headquarters where the Rizal talks about this name of Yud Lamid Yud, by the way, and that's when it comes to the Kavanas of Shabbos. Um, the Rizal says that, that every, every Neshama has an Ali on Shabbos. Shabbos, we, we ascend to higher places. But he says, but there are some Neshamas that are Pashat sick. There are some Neshamas that are stuck in very, very low places of Klippa. And even Shabbos has a hard time picking them up. So, in order to pick up what the Rizal describes as Neshamas Nefulis, fallen Neshamas, Neshamas that have fallen, so Shabbos needs help with a particular divine name, and that's the name, Yud Lamed Yud. See, again, that's the name of Yud Lamed Yud. It's a name that has to do with picking someone up. And, all, and, and when a person is fallen, it's because of the deficiency of the Sharanun, the letter Yud, and so on. So you have to pick them up. That's what the reason I said to have Kavana. There's two places in, in, in Friday Night Davening to have Kavana, Yud Lamed Yud. And it's not a hard thing to do. I think every single person, it's one of the simple Kavanas you could have. It means when you say these words, and you imagine those Rosh Tevis, it means to daven to God that you should... Be uplifted if you if you consider yourself one of those uh, fallen neshamas. Hashem l'mabel yashav. At the end of Mismul Dov before l'chadaydi, Hashem Hashem kivavke yud l'mabel is lamid yashav yud lamid yud. There's another place also after uh, right before Kigavna. So after, at the end of that capital tilim, Hashem la'irach yamim. Hashem la'irach yamim is also yud. Lamid Yud. Those are the two places to have kavana that uh, to be uplifted by the letters by the by this shame of Yud Lamid Yud. And by the way, don't forget that all this has to do somehow with Yosef Tzadik, right? Remember, because his Aaron was being raised up. Okay, so fine. So okay, now we have to explain what what does this mean? What does this mean? Again, the Rizal's revealing to us in Mitzias. This is a reality. So it's not uh, it's not a theory. This is this is. You know, a person has a cold and you get better. It's not the Tylenol, it's not the, the fluids and the rest. I mean, you have to do that because otherwise there'll be an ace nigla. But uh, it's the letter Yud Lamed, it's the shame Yud Lamed Yud that's been somehow repaired in your life. So if we can know what this means in our Vedas Hashem, then perhaps uh, we could get out of colds quicker, you know? So it's like this. So the way we're going to go about doing this to explain this is going to be uh, based on a few tires from Rav Nach. Okay? The hard part's over. Okay, so it's like this. There's a turn Rabbi Nachman in, uh, in Simon Lamed. Okay, it's Tar Lamed in the Kutmaran, it's Chela Galaf. Let's understand. Up, uh, you know, the result we've been talking about what is the definition of a person that's sick? Why is a person sick? Like, what, what is that Metzias? What is that reality of sickness, of being sick? And the result explained to us what it is in his language that a person's missing the Sharanun. And the letter Yud, which is somehow connected to the Sharanun, is also messed up in the person's life. How do we translate that? What does that mean? So, simply put, in the writings of Rabbi Nachman, and all the Sivach Sidis 
sickness means sickness means a person being stuck in a place of hesterpana. It says in Pasuk, it says in Pasuk, Ba'ar Pnei Melech Chaim. In the light of Hashem the King, in the light of His face, we live. It means life is going to be, life thrives, spiritual life thrives in an environment that's illuminated with Hashem's light. Ba'ar Pnei Melech Chaim. If a person is not so much alive, because they're sick, it means there's a deficiency, Ba'ar Pnei Melech. It means that the person is stuck in a place of Hester Panim. Rav Nachman famously talked about that there's different madrigas of Hester Panim, there's concealment, and there's Hester Shavataych Hester. There's a madriga where, you're, where there's concealment, and at least you know it's, there's concealment. Because you remember what it was like not to be concealed, right? But then there's Hester Shavataych Hester, then it's like, Mamish, concealment within concealment, that even the memory of what it was like not to be concealed is already gone. So there's, 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 there's thing, there, in halacha we also find such a thing. In halacha there's such a thing as what's called in, in halacha, it's in Hilcha Shabbos, it's relevant. Michosh Balma. What does Michosh Balma mean in halacha? Michosh Balma means a person's not, he's not sick. It's a. Michosh Balma. There's something bothering him, he's not 100%. Okay, that's shtickle has to upon him. But a chayla, chayla means is beyond Michosh Balma. means that you're sick. That's called Hester Shabbatai Hester. That's not, uh, that's not a slight headache. That's like you're not functional. In Allah, it's like that, right? Are you allowed to take medication on Shabbos, like a Excedrin and Tylenol? So the Allah is that you're only allowed to take medication on Shabbos if it's a chayla. But if it's michash balma, you know, it's slightly discomfort that you're not allowed to take medicine on Shabbos. So if you're, if you're functional, it's just like, okay, it's, it's an annoyance. You have a slight headache, then you can't take medicine. If it's, if, if, if it's affecting your functionality, you're not yourself, then that's called a chayla. So chayla, by its very definition, means hester, shabbatai hester. So in the writings of Rav Nachman, we have to figure out if that's what a chayla means. So how do you fix that? How do you, how do you be that Rabbi Yechanan to pick a person out of their chayla? So Rav Nachman writes in Simon Lamed, in Tar Lamed, he says like the following thing. He says like this, Hasogas elokos, again, just a few lines. Hasogas elokos, an understanding of, uh, an experience of God's, of God's presence, the light of Hashem, or melech, when a person's in a state of chayl, when a person's in a state of hester panim, the only solution is for Hashem's light to be illuminate, to illuminate the person's life. But the problem is, you're very far away. The person's very far away. So someone has to, has to have the wisdom to do the following thing. Someone has to be able to have the chachma to take Hashem's light, to take Hashem's Torah, to take Hashem's presence, and somehow be malvish it, clothe it in different ways, constrict it, give a mushal to a mushal to a mushal to a mushal to somehow get it to this guy in his place of Hester Panem. Because when you're, we're in your place of Hester Panem, uh, and maybe, maybe, God forbid, a person's made many mistakes and, and caused spiritual damage because of that Hester Panem. So you're not in a place that, that, that you could experience that light, and maybe nor should you, right? Because I'll say that Hashem created in the beginning, He created light, and darkness, right? And and Hashem hid the light, because Chazal say that light was not the sunlight; it was the light of uh, of Elikus, the light of divinity. And Hashem said it's not proper that Rishayim should have benefit from that light. So really, a person that's in a state of Esther Panem, and especially if they've made mistakes because of that, then they're not worthy really of of, of receiving pleasure from that light. So, but but they can't get out of their sickness unless unless that light of Hashem, the Torah, reaches them. So what happens? 
So Nachman says, so you need a Chacham to be able to come and to figure out how to, how to take that light and to actually bring it to the person, but in a way that's not so, in an unassuming way. In Levushim, in Ramazim, in Hints, in Mishalim, in Stories, to somehow get it to this guy behind the radar, you know, on, on, you know in a way that it doesn't overwhelm him, and, and, and in a way that's not disrespectful for the light itself. So he says, and from a big idea to a smaller idea to an even smaller idea, and so on. As we see this with people, that in order to educate a person that's not so educated, you, you can, I, I, you know, you can give even, even uneducated people big ideas. You've got to figure out a way how to be malvish it, how to, how to constrict it and, and bring it to their level. And a person has to look for a teacher that can do this. Because this is how you get out of your sickness. You need The only way out of a sickness is through the light of Hashem. To get out of Hester Pana means, to, means light. You need light to, to, to take away the darkness. But that light could only get into your, into your domain if it's constricted and enclosed and level upon level upon level. And it needs Chachma to do that. A rabbi, a mara that can, that can take a big idea and, and give it to you in a way that doesn't overwhelm you but illuminates your life. You need a very, very big rabbi to do this, to explain a big idea through a small idea. And now he says an amazing point. And he says as follows. And now here's the principle. The smaller the person, the more darkness and the more sickness a person finds themselves in, and the farther they are from God, the greater the light that has to make their way into their life. And the greater the chacham you need to take that bigger light and to bring it to the person's situation without it being overwhelming. So he says as follows. So he gives an example. Let's say in Mitzrayim. We were stuck in the four levels of impurity. We need the grace Rebbe of all time. That was Maisha Rabbeinu. So he says, The smaller you are, the farther away you feel. The greater Rebbe you need. In other words, don't think that, well, since I don't know anything, and since I'm going to smell my drega, so the only Rebbe I need is someone that's just a little bit better than me. No, 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 no. The sicker the person the greater doctor. The, the, the darker the situation, the more, the more intense light is required. And the more intense light that's required, you're going to need an even bigger chacham to be able to figure out how to take that intense light and to bring it down to your life. And he says, Again, the mashal of the chayla. The more a person is sick, the greater doctor you need. You don't just go a little, you need, uh, you need the best doctor. Therefore, a person should never say, It's enough that I have a connection to a God-fearing Jew. Obviously, he's not the best Jew in the world, but for me, it's good enough. What for me is good enough? If you're low, if you think that you're a lost nisham and you're in a dark place of Hester, and you're sick, then you need a bigger doctor. That's the way it works. A person says, should be like that guy. Al Yamrikane, don't say that. The more you know the deficiency that you have, so so then to that extent, you have to have a, a greater Rebbe. A greater Rebbe. Fine, so that's the idea. So 
Rabbi Nachman now, again, so what we have now are two ideas, which is number one, the definition of, of a sickness and the definition of Hester Panim, the, the, the solution to Hester Panim is one thing, one thing only, Hashem's light and Hashem's Torah to illuminate your life. That's the only solution. Principle one. Principle two, the darker you are, the lower the situation you have, the deeper the light that's required, the deeper the light that's required. Now, Rav Nachman, based on this, in another Torah, in Simen Lam, in Simen Nun Vav, explains as follows. And he says like this, he says that, and everything is all relative, but, the, but, but Rav Nachman says like this, Da, you should know. When you find yourself in a state of chayl, in a state of sickness, and a state of deep hester upon him, which means, as Rav Nachman said, the solution is going to be the light of Torah, but... But Davka needs an intense light, a high light of Torah. So you should know the type of Torah that you're going to be required to experience in order to get you out of Hester, Shavotech Hester, and getting out of a serious Chayli, is going to have to be a very high Torah. I know sister Torah, a very high Torah. What is that? Shehi Torah Hashem Ba'atzma, which is Torah in its purest, raw, essential form, essential state. In the writings of the Sarak Daishan, we find Rabbi Nachman also that there's, there's always two things, and Chabad Chasidus, we find this especially talked about. There's, 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 there's what something is, and then the illumination, the ha'ara, the ripple effect, the, the way it's experienced. So, very often, when it comes to like the light of Hashem, when it comes to experiencing connection to Torah, connection to Yiddishkeit, connection to Hashem, there's two different madragas. There's, there's the aura, so to speak that comes off of God, the aura that comes off of Yiddishkeit, that comes off of mitzvahs, the aura that comes off of Hashem, the ha'ara, the illumination of mitzvahs and of Yiddishkeit, that's good enough for someone that's healthy. But says Ranachmud, if you're a chayla, if you're in a state of Hester Panim, then what you need to get out of that situation, each one lefi, your madrega, is that you don't need, it's not enough anymore for you to experience a little bit of a illumination of Tyra or a, 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 you know, a, a ha'ara, a ray of light coming off of God himself. You need God himself. You need the Torah itself. And that's the only way that's going to do it. He says like this. He says an example. It's like, for example, in Mitzrayim. Again, that was the example he gave in the earlier piece of a person that the sicker you are, the bigger doctor you need, like Amesh Rabbeinu. So in Mitzrayim also, we were in a very, very low place. And the only thing that's going to take us out over there is that you need a big rabbi to do this. But the only, the only thing that's going to take you out is it to experience authentic, pure, 100%, the essence, the essence, God himself. Now you need a very, very big tzaddik like Amesh Rabbeinu to package Kiviochel, God himself, the people that are in the lowest place. But what does it say about Mitzrayim? Vavarti Baris Mitzrayim. Right, the Rebbeinu says, "I went to Mitzrayim to take them out." Aniv Malach, Aniv Shliach. That's what we say at Pesach night. Hashem Himself. So it means it means everything until now and any other situation is good enough to have a Malach. It's good enough to have this. It's good enough to have a little bit of a taste. A Ha'ara, Shiraim. No, no. When you're sick, you don't say to yourself, "Listen, I'm a low guy. I'm a low person. To me, it's unbecoming for me to experience." something of Yiddishkeit that's, that's deep and profound and godly and divine. No, 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 that's exactly what you need. That's exactly what you need. I'll give an example. I was you know, learning the, the guys in the morning after davening, so from the Kamarna. So there's a big, you saw that he mentions this a lot. It's not just him, but many Svarn talk about this, that, you know, 
Davke in later generations, so Pnimis Atar's secrets of Torah are much more open and much more revealed. Even to start a sheer quote in Kisveri is uh, something a little bit strange and not normal, certainly not normal hundreds of years ago. But Davke, before Mashiach comes, it's absolutely vital to, to say it straight, to say it straight. Because even, I'll give an example like this, even a type of sheer like this, I, I, you know, a person can sort of say this, similar ideas to what I'm talking about, but, 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 but not... But not, but, but not the thing itself. Not quoting the Arizal. Not, I'm not saying that. Uh, I'm not patting myself on the back. You understand what I'm saying? The, 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 there, there's, there, the, the essence of, 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 of this Torah, for example, is the Arizal. It's from the Kisferi. And then there's illuminations that come from that. So in earlier generations, it's satisfactory just to say the illuminations. But it's no longer sad. It's not, it's not, if you're, you're Chayla, then you need the essence. Then you need the essence. You need a, a chacham to be able to figure out how to take that essence and package it in a way that you're able to swallow it. But what you need to swallow is the essence. So a person should never think to themselves, well, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy of, of being able to get involved in authentic and deep and pneumistic Yiddishkeit when the rest of my life is so superficial. Adrabba, Adrabba. That's exactly why you need authentic pneumistic Yiddishkeit. Again, I don't mean to learn Kisveri per se, but to experience authentic, real Yiddishkeit, that's exactly what you need. This is the definition of the Shar Hanun. We talk, remember the Arizal said that a chayla means, what a chayla needs in his life to get him out of his sickness is the Shar Hanun. What is the Shar Hanun? The 50th gate of understanding. It says in Pasuk about Moshe Rabbeinu, ma'at melekim, that he was a little bit less than God himself. And Chazal said the meaning of that is that Moshe had four, he was like to 49 levels of understanding. The 50th level, even Moshe Rabbeinu was held back from because of the sin of the golden calf and so on. It means that the 50th level is being defined as Elokim. Moshe Rabbeinu was held back from the 50th level. He's, he's a little bit less than God himself. So if you get the 50th level, it means you're God. No. It means the 50th level, on whatever degree, whatever neshama you have, the 50th level means essence. It means the etzem. The essence, God, who God is in your life. What Torah is in truth. Not an illumination, not an idea. 49 versus 50 is not just like one, one more. 49 means ideas, concepts, illuminations, ha'aras, after effects, ripple effects. 49. That's what Chazal say 49 is, uh, is, um, you know, is, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a number that Chazal used as an example of showing different opinions. 49 people say this way, 49 people say that way, Chazal say. 49 always means different, many opinions come because the thing itself is not clear. So 49 always is a number that means the thing itself is not here. It's like the, we're, we're working around it. We're working around it. But the thing itself, that's called the Sharanon. That's called the Sharanon. The Chayla needs the Sharanon. Because the chayla means someone that's in a state of hester upon him, and specifically hester shavatay hester. It's mamish sick. He's not a. It's not a michush balma. It's not a little. He's not, he doesn't feel off. He's mamish not himself. He's mamish not himself. And the only way to get back to himself is to be given the self. Is to be given the authentic, the real deal, the real deal. <clears throat> this this idea of the shar hanun again, as we said though, that you as Renachut said in the previous piece, in order for this to happen though, you need the shar hanun, but you need a chacham. To be able to figure out how to take the Sharanun and to give it to people that are taka sick. This is why the Indian of the Sharanun is hinted to 
with that gematria, with, that, with those words, Yoiv Le By the way, let's also just go back for a second. This is why the Sharnun is related to the letter Yud. Right? Remember the Rizal said it's related to the letter Yud? What is the letter Yud? If you think about it, it's going to sound a little bit funny. Everything's been funny. But the letter Yud is the essence of every letter. Whenever you put, let's say you imagine yourself like a cipher or, or, or even with a pen. You take the pen and you're planning writing the letter Dalit. So you take the pen, you put it to the paper, yeah? And you write a dalit. But when you put the pen to the paper, immediately you just made a dot. That dot's a letter yud. And now what are you doing? You're just expanding it. And you expand it in different ways, to make a dalit, to make a hate, to make a vav, a zayin, whatever the letter is, but it starts with a yud. And as the essence of every letter, the sharhanun of every letter is a letter yud. This, is, this has to be given over to the chayim. Through how? Through a tamachacham that knows how to somehow give it over in a way that is palatable, in a way that's digestible, in a way that's it's hinted to, but not over, not over the person's head. And this is related to the hands. There's a Torah in Rav Nachman also, Nun Vav, where he talks about this idea that we find throughout Chazal an idea, which I'm, I'm doing it right now, that we communicate with our hands. Communicate with our hands. Uh, this, I'm not going to bog you down with the Pesukim, but in, in, in Peace Nun Vav, in the Quran, you'll see this. There's a whole, cha- the whole ice where he talks about this idea of communicating with the hands. And he says the difference between communicating verbally and communicating with the hands is that when, you're, when it's verbal, it means you're saying what it is. When you're communicating with the hands, you, what you're trying to say is something very profound that cannot be said, but you're trying to hint it. You're trying to hint it. Dai l'chakima, the Gemara says, biramiza. A piece of wisdom that you cannot say, but needs to be given over, it's given over Beremis. And Rashi says, the Remiz over there means your hands, with hand signals. So the hand always means that what's being given over is too profound to actually say, but somehow you found a way to do it. This is exactly what the Chayla needs. The Chayla needs the Shar Hanun. He needs the letter Yod to be re-injected in his life. He needs to experience deep, authentic, real, pneumistic Atayra, but in a way that he can handle it. So it has to be given over. The Shar has to be given over in a way that's only Baramis. And this is why the Shar which is the letters Yod, Lamed, Yod, is hinted to as the Rosh Hatevis of Yod Vle Yod. Because the hand is able to give over the Shar in a way that's not overwhelming to the person. This is what the Rizal is telling us. Um, this is, by the way, also the. This is why. Let's let's now let's begin to answer some of the questions. And now we're going to move quick. The the this is why mentioned in the beginning. What does healing Avram Avinu have to do with saving light? Okay, they're both helping a person out of their tsar. It's much deeper than that. The inyan of healing Avram Avinu is what is the the, the way. The, the, what does it mean to heal someone? To heal someone means to inject in their life the sharanun. It means to use the name Yud Lamid Yud to take them out of their relative Hester Panim. I mean, Avram Avinu's Hester Panim that he was experiencing when he was sick is much greater than, than uh, our good days, but we understand. But whatever, you know, in his, uh, you know, by, by, his met, by his standards. So he was in a state of Chayli, and, 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 and he had to be taken out of that by the letters Yud Lamid Yud. That is the same divine name that what? That takes Neshamas out, out of their low states. Like I mentioned on Shabbos, right? Yud Lam Yud Hashem Lamal Yoshev Hashem Lairech Yomim. That divine name knows this Indian chayli means a person stuck in a hester upon him, and taking him out of hester upon him. That's what it means to be to be healed. Healing Avram Avinu and taking light out of Sadaim is the same Indian. It's the same Indian. It's the same Indian of taking a low neshama out of their fallen state. 
How do you do that? By giving them dafka the deepest tire. But in a way that they could, that, they, that it's not overwhelming to them. There was one tzaddik in all of Tanakh that Rav Nassim Breslava writes this in, in the beginning of Lukuti Halachas, that his Indian was this, of figuring out ways to bring deep, the deepest of Torahs all the way down to the lowest neshamas, and that was Yosef HaTzadik. Yosef HaTzadik, it says in Pasuk, in Parshish Vayeshev, V'hu nar es b'nei bilav es b'nei zilpa aviv, that he davka would be metapel, he would be involved, and v'hu nar, and he would make himself, he would act immature with the children of Bilah and Zilpa. In the Surah Kedesh, we find the, 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 the B'nai Bil, B'nai Zilpa correspond and they, they represent lost neshamas, fallen neshamas. And Yezvah Tzaddik is preoccupied with this. Yezvah Tzaddik is preoccupied with picking up low neshamas. He follows the path of Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu, who, like all the Yosakdashim, were Megar Geirim, made converts. Yezvah Tzaddik is preoccupied by that. This is part of what the Machlekes was against Yezvah Tzaddik. Rav Nassim talks about this. It's Kedai to see. It's in... Um, he talks about the Indian of the Hisnagdas against Rav Nachman. And he says the main opposition was because Rav Nachman was trying to pick up lost neshamas. And the way to do that was in this way, of taking the deepest of Torahs and giving it to them in a way that they could tolerate. And many other tzaddikim did not like this approach and they felt that it's unbecoming for those Torahs to be in, in such low places. But Rav Nachman said, no, that's the way of Yeshua Tzadik, you have to do that. This is why, by the way, it's interesting, who's the first person, person, I mean, in, person that we find in Tanakh that it fulfills the mitzvah of Bikr Chaylam. So it's Yosef Tzadik, right? In Parshish Vayichi, he's told that Yaakov Avinu is sick, and he goes to be Mavakar Chaylam, he goes to visit his father. Hashem is Mavakar Chaylam, but a person to be Mavakar Chaylam, it's Yosef Tzadik. So Yosef Tzadik is the name of Bikr Chaylam, of what? Of the letters Yud Lamed Yud, to take a Neshama out of, their, out of their low place. And that's exactly how his Oren was raised out of the Nile, with the name Yud Lamed Yud. It's the same like the Rizal said. That's the new Yisvet Tzaddik. And this, by the way, on a larger, larger Indian, on a larger scale, is exactly the Indian of Mashiach ben Yosef. This was Yosef's Indian, and this is Mashiach ben Yosef's Indian. Mashiach ben Yosef's Indian is to pick up Lona Shamas by figuring out ways to take the deepest of Torahs, the Shah Nun, and to bring it to the Neshamas and the Fulis, to bring them to, bring it to, to lost Neshamas. To bring them to lost Neshamas. That's the new Yosef, and that's the new Mashiach ben Yosef. Now, now let's move on for another couple minutes. If Yosef HaTzadik and Mashiach ben Yosef represents the, the, the Tzadik that takes the deep Torah to pick up the lost Neshama, who is the lost Neshama? So Mashiach ben Yosef is the one that does the picking up. He's the Rabbi Yechanan to pick up the sick person. And who's the sick person? Who's the prototype of a Neshama Nefula, of a, of a fallen Neshama? So that's Mashiach ben David. That's Mashiach ben David. Uh, we said on Sukkot, right? Harach ben Yaakov lanus, Sukkot David hanefalas. Yaakov, Mashiach is called Bar Naflich. The Gemara says in Sanhedrin, the one that has fallen, Bar Naflich. So you have this dynamic that it's, it's, it's Mashiach ben Yosef who is tasked with being Mavakar Chayla, with being Mavakar Chayla, with coming to the sick person. And the sick person is David Amel. That's why, by the way, just, just in parentheses, there's a famous Gemara. The Gemara talks about that there was a disagreement. Uh, the Gemara says that, that uh, it was Yishai Hanavi and Chizkiyo HaMelech. Chizkiyo HaMelech, they had to meet with each other. They had to have a discussion with each other about something. But Yishai felt that the Melech should come to the Navi. And the, and, the, and the Melech felt that the Navi should come to the Melech. So they weren't, but they had to have this conversation. So the Gemara says, what the Rav did is that he made Chizkiyo sick. And then Yishai had to go to Yuvak Yechayim. 
Chizkiyo HaMelech, as a descendant of HaMelech, is the Bechina of Mashiach ben David, the Bechina of the fallen Neshama. Yishai HaNavi is a Navi, is a prophet, that is the Bechina of Mashiach ben Yosef, the one that saves, the one that, descend, that goes from above to pick up. The Indian of, we, we find this in, 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 in a number of places, that, that, that the Kayach of Nevuah, Ruch HaKadosh is David HaMelech's territory. He was the greatest of the Bali Ruch HaKadosh, but Nevuah, Nevuah is an Indian that's related to the wisdom of Yesvat Tzadik and, and so on. That's, that's maybe in future parishes we'll get there. The Navi is a Bechina Meshech Ben Yosef. The Melech is Meshech Ben David. So Bashkach Arpat, the way it has to work is that the Melech becomes sick and the Navi comes to pick him up and to be Mavakar Chayl. Yosef is related to Vikar Chayl. So fine. And this is, by the way, exactly what happened with light. The lost Neshama that was being picked up by this, by in, the, in our parsha is light. And as we know, who comes out of light? David HaMelech, Rus, and so on, eventually David HaMelech. So the, the classic example of the fallen neshama that needs to be picked up, that needs to be picked up, is, and, and the same malach that healed Avram Avinu, which is Bikr Chaylim, right? The Inya of Yod Lamid Yod, or the Sharon and everything we're talking about, the same malach saves light. It means that that malach was, was, was acting as a Mashiach Ben Yosef Shliach, and Mashiach Ben Yosef comes to bring the deepest of Tyrus to the lowest neshamas, and the lowest neshamas, Meshech ben David, to pick him up, and that's exactly what happened with light. Fine? So far, so good. But here's the amazing thing. Here's the amazing thing. Until now, it would seem, therefore, that no, David HaMelech, Meshech ben David, the lost neshama, the fallen neshama, he's the Nabuch. He's the Nabuch. He needs all the help, or she needs all the help, and she, they're stuck in a low place. And the tzaddik, Meshech ben Yosef, has all, ha, ha, he has in his, in his arsenal, he has all the tires, the deepest of the deep, mamish, all that, and he has to go all the way to the back of the, you know, to the highest shelf to take that remedy to be Mechayim Esim, you know, to pick up the lost Neshama. But the truth is, as we know, that the deepest of all Tyrus, Chazal say that all of the Torah of this world is Hevel, it's Mamash Vapor, compared to the Torah that's going to emerge through Mashiach Ben David. Which means that even though it would seem that the Torah that Mashiach Ben Yosef is using to bring Sheikh ben David out of chayli, out of sickness, is a Torah that Meshech ben Yosef has in his arsenal. He's just using that and he's figuring out a way to package it and to bring it down. But the truth is that that's a joke. The truth is it's really a, a, it's a, cosmic, it's a cosmic joke. Because what's really happening is, is that Meshech ben Yosef is revealing, is using a Torah that's in truth Meshech ben David's Torah. It's in truth Meshech ben David's Torah. Rav Nachman, in, in, in that same piece, Nonvav, talks about this idea. He says, not only, and this is the tremendous Chiddush, he says, not only is it that a person that's in a state of Hester Ponim, in a state that's sick, so he needs a, a Torah of the Shar Hanun to uplift him. Rav Nachman writes, it's more than that. We know that every, every, every environment is actually being created by Torah, right? Istakal Baraisa, the Rabbanu Shalom, looks in Torah and uses that to create the world. So, said Rav Nachman like this, when you have environments that are healthy and well, and you have neshamas that are healthy and well, what Torah is illuminating that? The answer is, 1 to 49. But 50th, the 50th gate of Torah, that's actually the Torah that is the root and source of the Hester Pana. In other words, the, 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 it's not the shot that you have a neshama that's lost, you have a situation that's dark, no, yeah, I gotta fix it, and the only thing to fix it is the, is the deepest Torah of all. So Mashiach Ben Yosef has to get the deepest Torah and bring it to the lowest Neshama. No, 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 no. 
what's actually the Torah behind the scenes, that's, that's the blueprint, that's the, that's the spiritual DNA of that lost neshama. And the spiritual DNA of that dark environment is the Sharanun. The reason why we call the deepest section of Torah a secret, we call it a side, is because it, 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 that environment of Hester Panem is also a place of secret. I don't see where God is. So that place of, of secrecy, that place of Hester Panem, is not a place that just needs a remedy of the deepest of Torahs. The deepest of Torahs is in truth the underpinnings of that reality itself. Again, every place that we go to, every place that we, that we experience, every experience that we have, is in truth Torah in physical form. Again, it's a big sight. I'm throwing uh, this idea out there, but, but this is the idea that everything is being, is being enlivened by Torah. Everything is in truth Torah itself. So instead of thinking of Mashiach ben David, that lost neshama, as being a nebuch case that just needs to be in lo- uplifted by, you know, by the biggest Torah, and it's like a sacrifice. Like, it's nebuch, it's Rachmanis on the Torah for it to be lowered, but what could I do? It's like all the, the other tzaddikim you know, opposing Rav Nachman, because they're saying it's unbecoming for that Torah to go to the lost neshama, to go to that lost place. And Rav Nachman is saying, no, we have no choice. It's more than that. It's deeper than that. It's the rightful, it's the right, he, that lost neshama is the rightful owner of that Torah. Because the, 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 very, the very spiritual makeup of every low neshama is the deepest Torah. The very spiritual makeup of the lowest places is the deepest Torah. And so when the tzaddik of Meshach ben David comes to bring, to introduce that Torah to the lost neshama, he's not introducing that Torah. He's giving that neshama the tools it requires to figure itself out. And to realize the Torah that it has. This is why the deepest of Torah is going to be revealed with Mashiach ben David, who until his coming is the lost neshama that Mashiach ben Yosef needs to enliven. So this is the amazing irony, that until, until the ultimate redemption, David Melch is the Nebuch, Evan Masabainim, it's Mashiach ben Yosef that is the hero coming to help out Mashiach ben David. But ultimately, it's all going to be revealed as what? The whole thing, the whole thing was not true. The Shekhinah was found by the Chayla. The Divine Presence was found by the sick person. The person, and when you're not by the sick person, then you, have no, then you, then you don't have God Himself. You have to have Malachim, right? The, remember the Gemara and Shabbos that I mentioned in the beginning? When you're not with the sick person, then you have no choice but to engage with Malachim. Because God is, because outside of the sick person, your relationship is just 40, the, the levels of 49, about the Rabbani Shalom. But where is the Rabbani Shalom? The Shar Hanun? That's Davka by the sick person. So the Tzaddik Meshech ben Yosef comes to be Mavakar Chayla. He comes to put his hand out and to pick up the sick person and to pull him out of his misery and to, and to inject him with the Shar Hanun. But the truth is, it's a joke. Because the truth is, the Sharanun was not only found by the Chayla. That is the, the, spiritual, the spiritual DNA of the sick. The Hesterpanim itself is a physical manifestation of Said. Rabbi Nachman said, for example, that we have ten utterances, right? Hashem created the world with ten sentences. Yehi ar, you know, Tad aretz. And those ten utterances, those open statements of let there be whatever, is what creates the physical reality we experience. But the first utterance, the Gemara says, if you count the Vayimers, there's only nine. So what's the tenth? The tenth is Bereshus, in the beginning. And the Gemara says, even though there's no open statement of Vayimer, it's a secret, it's a secret statement. In the Samaritan Dish, we find that Bereshus is not just a, Bereshus is the Sharanun, Bereshus is the deepest, the deepest creations were created with that secret statement of Bereshus. And you know what Nachman writes? So, what, so Taka, what was created with Bereshus? The Beis Amigdash, the Kaddish No, no, no. He says, Hester Panem. 
passed upon him, lost neshamas, low neshamas, meshich ben David, dek neshamas, that was created with the mimer of Rashis, which is the deepest of all mamar. The Gemara says in Yushalmi that if a person asks you, where is God? The response should be, in Rome. In Rome? Not Yushalayim. Yushalayim is where you can find God's emanation. But God himself, God himself is dafka in Hesterpanim. And when the Tzaddik Mashiach ben Yosef comes to uplift the lost neshama, he's not uplifting the lost neshama. He's giving the lost, he's not doing something. He's giving the lost neshama the tools that the lost neshama needs to figure itself out and to discover its own light and to discover the Shekhinah that was always by the neshama. Always by the Chayla. Always by the Mashiach ben David. That's the secret. So this is what's going on over here. We have, therefore, this whole relationship of Mashiach ben Yosef who comes to rescue Mashiach ben David, the truth is, it's Mamash ben Hapichu. It turns out that once you rescue Mashiach ben David, it turns out Mashiach ben David had everything from the beginning. And all you were doing was Mamash secondary to Mashiach ben David. This is a joke. This is a tzchaik. This is a tzchaik. What does a joke mean? A joke is what you least expect. The thing that was like, everything was going normal, and then all of a sudden, it took a weird turn. That's, that makes a person laugh. Yitzchak Avinu is this Indian of a cosmic joke. The cosmic joke, the greatest cosmic joke of all, is that you thought Meshech ben Yosef is saving Meshech ben David. But the truth is, it was Meshech ben David the whole time. That's the joke. That's what the Gemara says famously with Rav Menavot and David HaMelech, right? The Gemara says that Rav Menavot, who was the archetype of Meshech ben Yosef, so Hashem said to, to Yerav Menavot, do tshuva, and then me, me Hashem says, myself, you, and then Yishai and David will walk in Gan Eden. And then Yerav Menavot says, but who's going to be in the, fr- in the front? So who's going to be in the front? Hashem said, me, you, and Ben Yishai. But Hashem says, Ben Yishai, Barash. So which one is it? So why did Hashem say in the beginning that it's me, you, and Ben Yishai? He said, me, Ben Yishai, and you. Then Yerav Menavot wouldn't have had a question. The answer is, in the beginning, Itaka seems like Meshach Ben Yosef is in the front. Because Mashiach ben Yosef is coming to pick up our nafli, to pick up the lost neshama. But the truth is, once at the end of the day, it's then it's going to be revealed. It was Mashiach ben David the whole time. It was Ben Yisha Barash. It's Ben Yisha Barash. Yitzchak Avinu is an av that, besides being just one of the avos haktoshim, he's also a window into the future laughter of Yomayis Mashiach when the whole thing is going to be shown that it's daf the lo- lowest neshamas that are in, that are in truth the deepest neshamas of all. That the deepest of Torahs were the rightful possession of the lowest neshamas. The rightful possession of the lowest neshamas. And those are the tyrants that were emanating from the lowest neshamas. It was Mashiach ben David the whole time pulling the strings. And, and, and he needed Mashiach ben Yosef to teach him how to, how to find himself. But it was Mashiach ben David the whole time that had all the kaiches. The shechina was by the chayla. These, let's, let's, now let, let's understand what these malachim were doing. Let's go back to the parasha very quickly. So you have healing of Ramavinu. You have saving light. And light coming out of that Gehenim and, and eventually... And right away with his daughters planting the seeds of David Malka Mashiach and Mashiach bin David. And you have the Basura Taiva that Yitzchak is being born. It's all the same in you. It's all the same in you. Healing Avram Avinu and saving light is a secret of Mashiach bin Yosef uplifting Mashiach bin David. That's the letters Yud Lama Yud, Bimavakar Chayla, Tzadik, healing the saving light, which is the lost Neshama. But the biggest joke of it is that what emerges out of light. Mashiach ben David himself, who's going to be the root of the Torah that was used to save him. So Mashiach ben Yosef is not the one, he's not the hero at the end. It's a lost neshama that's the hero at the end. That's a joke. That's Yitzchak Avinu. And all of this is in the context that the Shekhinah is by the Chayla. The Shekhinah is by the Chayla. The Shekhinah, the Divine Presence, was always by the sick person. And it just took, a, it took time for us to 
sort of wrap our heads around it. So it takes a long time for, for, for us to wrap our heads around the fact that low, that low neshamas not only need big tires, but they're the rightful owners of those big tires. And it's geneva not to give it to them. That's the secret. That's the real tzchayk. That's the real laughter. That's the real joke of a Yitzchak That's why Yitzchak had this affinity to Rishayim, right? Esav and so on. Because he likes, he knows that los neshamas, they're the ones, they're the low neshamas. Those are the, those are the keys. Those are, those are the inyanim. That's Meshach ben David. Tarech hadash miti It's, it's Meshach ben David that ultimately that's where the Shekhinah was. That's where the divine presence is. That's where the deepest tars are. That's where the Sharanun always was. Meshach ben Yosef has to come to, to take away the Benias. But it's Meshach ben David that had it the whole time. No, what's the Lamaisa? You can know we can know what to be with a little bit, but it also means it also means that uh, that uh, again, if you consider yourself of the category of a lost neshama, so not only do you need deeper tires, but you are the rightful heir and owner of deeper tires, and it's your responsibility not just for yourself, but for the rest of the world to uh, find those deeper tires and find a rebbe that can figure out a mishich miyosef a rebbe that that can give you the keys to figure it out yourself. And from there, we'll be able to be makalpanim shiutz the kano. Be as called tzedek mir v'meinu amen. Shakaiach everybody.